0: Hey, welcome to the Afikra podcast. Today's episode features a conversation between me, Mike Yimhenna, and Palestinian artist Yazan Khalili. Yazan's work features uh, multimedia. He's a really fascinating guy, and he is also one of the people behind Radio Al Hadra. Hope you enjoy this. This was originally recorded on Zoom on October 20th, 2020. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Welcome, everyone. My name is Mike Yimhenna. Uh, I'm the executive director of Afikra. Thanks so much for joining. Um, Today's talk is part of our conversation series. Uh, If you take any photos of today's talk and you want to post them, please tag us so that we can uh, re-share them. Um, And if you're not following us already, please uh, check us out. I'm uh, very, very pleased to introduce our special guest Yazan Khalili. Um, Yazan is, uh, lives and works in and out of Palestine. He's an architect and visual artist. His work has been exhibited in several major exhibitions throughout the Arab world, Europe and the US. He received a degree in architecture from Birzeit University in 2003 and 2010, received his MA from the Center for Research and Architecture at Goldsmith College, University of London. And in 2015, his MFA degree at Sandberg Institute in Amsterdam. He was one of the founding members of Zan Design Studio. He was a finalist in the A.M. Qattan Foundation's Young Artists Award in 2006. Currently, he is a co-chair of the photography department of the MFA program at Bard College in New York, a PhD at the Amsterdam School for Cultural Analysis at the University of Amsterdam Amsterdam, and a guest researcher um, at Rijks, you're gonna, can you help me with that? Rijks Academy. What's the word? Rijks Academy. Rijks Academy. Yes. Um, yes, yes. Great. Um, in Amsterdam.
1: Yes. thank you so much for joining. You are very welcome. Thank you for hosting me
0: here. Um, I'm really pleased. So I guess a good um, question to start is kind of a biographical question. Um, when did you start using the word artist to describe yourself? How early in, in your life did you actually use the word? I am an artist.
1: Yeah. After uh, my parents were convinced that okay, I, I'm gonna be able to make a living out from it. Um, well, actually, um, to be honest, like I I studied architecture and I'm you know, art for me was part of my architectural pr- practice, and it's it's an artwork that made me an artist rather than the other way around. So mm. I was produced I produced this very early on like in. 2007 i think this uh, uh, architectural proposal to point, to paint uh, refugee camps in um uh, in Ramallah I'm interested in the material of the camp you know like um uh, it's made of uh, bricks uh, cement bricks uh, vis-a-vis the city which is uh, made of stone limestone and i was interested in the fact that uh, the bricks uh, can be painted, and uh, I was interested in the idea of like what is how do, how do we represent uh, catastrophe through the camp? What is the camp in contemporary uh, politics? Um, so um, I did that on photo. I photoshopped a, a photograph of a camp, and it was considered an and like, some people saw it as an artwork, exhibited as an artwork, um, and then. Mm, Kind of began to think of the possibility of doing art, not to become an artist. Uh, to 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 call yourself an artist, I think, uh, to call myself an artist, took me a while, and it, it took me courage uh, and ki- kind of financial stability. Um, um, for my um, for my parents, being an artist was a kind of a hobby, uh, and. Yeah. I should, have, I should continue with architecture. Actually, I did my MFA in architecture. Um, uh, but that all led me to become more, to think of myself as an, as an artist. But also, I would say, um, to complicate the meaning of what, what is an artist. So um, um, the artist that I began with, the idea of the artist, the one who's producing artworks Changed by time to become uh, the one who's involved in in architecture, in politics, in uh, in cultural structures, in thinking of um, of modes of production. Um, uh, so um, to, to call myself an artist now, it's um, it, it needs. Uh, it, um, that's why I refuse to call myself an artist only. So I always try to put architecture. Yeah artist cultural producer because it's very hard to define also
0: well this is is why i'm asking you because i noticed i noticed the way you describe yourself i feel like you're hedging almost
1: (laughs) yeah
0: you know and i i kind of picked up on that i was wondering i was like why you know why why and when did you start feeling like you could call yourself a capital a artist and what does that really even mean you know
1: yeah yeah again like it's um there are many things like I would, you know, say it has also to do with with the market, for instance, you no, know? like sure. at some point in my practice, I began, you know, like um, selling artworks, and to sell artworks, mm. you need to be an artist, and here, artist is a kind of a, a cultural capital that you need to build in this kind of neoliberal economy of art, um, meaning, you know, like you need to build. Um, to build up this reputation of being an artist, um, uh, it's not based on studying or uh, on a certificate, but on kind of a, a network of connections, a network of um, of, um, uh, of cultural events that you you become involved in um, as an artist that builds up this um, uh, this kind of a capital uh, of being an artist, and therefore you, um, you know, like you, it's a kind of a of a balance between so many um, economical structures of apl- applying for funds, of getting the uh, the grant to uh, producing, yeah. exhibiting. Uh, um, selling, being in a gallery, not being in a gallery. So there is all of these that I would say make this um, title as an artist begin to function. But at the same time, uh, being critical of the whole economy of art now, I wouldn't use it alone. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say I am an artist and full stop. It's it's a more complex, more interlaced practice that... Um, um i try not to be an artist uh, yeah. as uh, alone or um, so
0: I have, a, I, have, I have sort of a question about this because when when i hear you talking about your work and you talk about medium a lot and you talk about structures and you talk about um uh, material hmm. um i would imagine that comes from the fact that you're an architect right as well, and you're trained, and you're trained using materials, and you're trained to sort of think about structure and stuff like that. Um, do you see that connection, or am I imagining that?
1: Yes, I would say I'm an architect in, um, um, uh, in other means. You no, know? um, um, in a way, architecture is a uh, is a structure of thinking. It's a way mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, um, it's a kind of a discourse um, yeah. that one um, moves away from architecture um, as a as a kind of engineering. Um, I I worked as an architect. I worked in Dubai as an architect for for a year and a half, and I thought, okay, I can't be, I can't <laughs> I can't stay this kind of architect. No, like, um, and my whole practice after that. After 2005, was to how to move away from architecture while understanding it better, engaging with it better as well. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, you know, like I I moved away from architecture, but then when I did my MFA, uh, my MA, uh, my master's degree, I did a research architecture. And there, there was a big shift in what is architecture um, from moving from it being a kind of a discipline to it becoming a kind of a discourse. Okay, so um, walk me,
0: walk me fr- through that. Um, what does a sort uh, of research architect, uh, a research mm-hmm. architecture master's even encompass and why were you attracted to that degree? Um,
1: well, I, I think um, <laughs> I still don't have a clear answer what was what was <laughs> it, um, but definitely it was a, a, a one year. I went in there, I felt my brain was just like opened uh to its limits and thrown in the world and i think um it took me years to begin to understand to to practice what i learned there um uh, as to begin to see kind of the structures of uh of production the means of production the tools that uh, to see architecture as a as a as a discourse uh, meaning that you think through structures um, uh, and you think through power uh, actually think through power structures uh, so you understand uh, the relations uh, the connections you begin to understand economy in relation to what you are doing critique as a practice rather than critique as a theory that you read but actually how do you practice it um so it's um, it's not like uh, you go into um, um, uh, research architecture wasn't kind of like um, um, you go and you read these topics and you do an exam at the end. It's it was more like a think tank process. Yeah. Um, that um, uh, that gave me kind of a new ways of seeing, new ways of um interpreting yeah the, yeah. the word um cuz it's cuz
0: yeah it's interesting cuz to me it i would imagine that when you walk through any sort of man-made place right and architects are people who make structures human-made structures um those structures they display our priorities they display our Societal agendas; they mm. display power structures. They tell us a lot about ourselves, as as <laughs> they're just our built priorities, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. To a certain extent, uh, yeah, and it depends on, uh, you know, especially in architecture. I I would mm. say um, it depends on 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 um, who's putting the capital. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. You know,
1: like it's the priority of who. Uh, who's who's uh, yeah. Who has the right to architecture? Um, all these uh, huge, yeah. um, you know, like at the end, when you study architecture, especially in the uh, uh, BA degree, um, you are asked to design all these amazing buildings and to, um, you know, to imagine and to design and to play with whatever you want. But when you go to, to reality, you end up fulfilling the um, client's uh, needs. I remember... Um, I worked in an office in Dubai, and um, the, the the owner of the office would bring me up a, a catalog and say, "Design this building, you know, like just make it to fit the the, the location uh, with this budget." And and of course, you know, um, you understand that architecture is not this space of uh, imagining only for the A-class yeah. architects. But it's also, yeah. it's it's it, um, it's a place to fulfill the, the needs of the capital, the needs of the market, um, um, and also the, the needs of the regime, like, or the, the, the apparatus. Um, like, th- these amazing architects were not designing and building things out of their pocket. They, they, they fulfilled the needs of some, um, uh, um, um, you know, um, um, Capital. Um, these
0: broader and, movements, yeah. These broader capital structures, you know, yeah.
1: Exactly, and yeah. and and there, therefore, um, if one has a critique for that, um, a, a kind of economical structure, one will find it so hard to engage with architecture um, without these questions and without having feeling that okay, so how do I? Practice this critique. Okay, we understand. So there's a problem of um, uh, uh, of economical structures uh, where we live. But then, how do we voice that through our practices? So,
0: so uh, let's uh, let's move. So, 2007, you you create this uh, this photo project where um, all of a sudden you're thrust into the quote unquote art world. Um, Go take us through the sort of the next subsequent years. When you start approaching new projects, what was uh, what is sort of driving you? What's inspiring you? How do you approach the projects? Is it sort of intellectually based, and then you execute on that vision, or is it sort of technological based, and you're interested in specific technology or an aesthetic? Um, what's your approach?
1: Um. I think my the project that i did and really began to open up my um, i'm not sure if there's an image of it here it's called landscape of darkness actually uh, i don't think i have it no okay um so landscape of darkness maybe some you know, if you look through my website like uh, people can um, it's there on the website um landscape of darkness was the beginning of me trying to Break away from um, f- from photographic uh, from from photography practices in in Palestine that are about representation. So, mm-hmm. like the the background behind, you know, like this the, this idea of the 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 beautiful sublime landscape, you know, like um, um, the, the landscape that is produced uh, through gazing and. Uh, romanticizing this um this this land um uh, and trying to engage with it in, in in a kind of an aesthetical and um you know romantic way yeah idyllic like, uh, idyllic like, um um the my first my in my project uh in the project landscape of darkness it began with me Beginning to notice the the landscape at night, you know, this um, you you are traveling at night, and I'm began, I began began to notice, you know, like where are the um, um, light, Where's the where, where is the darkness, where is the how is this landscape being produced, being seen, being approached. Um, being Palestinian, and I'm talking about 2007-2008, was a bit tricky that I was in the age of 26, I think, uh, 27 at that time. Um, To be late at night outside of the city was also a dangerous time because of the checkpoints, because of the uh, military occupation, which is still now, but maybe I got a bit older to be in that dangerous age of being a suspect all the time. Um, I um, and I began to notice that in the places where there is so much light, I'm more scared than where there are where there is darkness. Because what light uh, um, represented um, and still represents in the Palestinian landscape is the Israeli occupation. It's the the power of light to. Um, um, uh, uh, for them to claim their existence through yeah. having these massive settlements lit uh, all the night
0: quite shining. literally satellites yeah
1: totally like like a a, a spaceship that landed on the on, on the hills
0: yeah vis-a-vis it's like the the tyranny of the tyranny of the light
1: exactly like that kind of light that that you see in the in the landscape vis-a-vis uh the i would say the more organic light that you see in Palestinian villages and, uh, you know, wh- whatever is left from the Palestinian um, uh, landscape where it's more dark, more um, um, more organic in the sense that it, it goes into darkness through the night. So when people begin sleeping, the village also fades into darkness. The project is not there. So I began the project there, but then I was um, um, i was interested in the fact that the camera itself also uh, makes the palestinian village disappear um because for mm-hmm. for what the camera does it um, it balances the light and reads the light uh, depending on who, which light is stronger and the, yeah, 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 the yeah. lighter or the the less lit place becomes underexposed and then I began being interested in the, um, um, the technology itself, how the technology is at the end a representation of the political structure. So uh, camera is not simply a machine, an objective machine of just looking and producing and depicting reality, but it is a, a product of a certain politics. And then you can read that also in how the film in, um, in, the, in our um, old cameras, the, um, the negative, um, yeah. how it is made to depict white faces, not to depict uh, darker yeah. skins. Uh, and then you can begin reading that in how the facial recognition is made to depict or to recognize, uh, again, white faces um, uh, vis-a-vis, you know, like less accurate when, when it's depicting uh, darker skins or non-white uh, male at least. So from that time, I began being interested in the technology uh, and its relation to politics. I'm not interested in technology as such. I'm not interested in making it work. Yeah. Better. Uh, I'm not interested in making but it this mission. Yeah, sorry. Yes.
0: This um. is similar to, this is similar to the architecture stuff earlier, right? It's, it's almost like you're deconstructing these ever present structures that if you don't pay attention, you can, uh, one could be conf- one could, uh, be confused that they're natural, that they were always there. And that they're yes. not human-made structures that have biases that represent our priorities and represent our bigotry and represent our, all these other things, and so and, and, and
1: represents th- the, the power ahead. structure that is um, uh, dominant at the time yeah. of their thinking and production. Um, yeah. They, um, um, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm I'm not that person that speaks about. Uh, the, our as a human, uh, as humans, no, like yeah. I'm, I'm always, um, I I'm always, I always question this idea of we the humans, no, like um, I think I, as if uh, we the humans, if we do exist as humans, um, as, as this collectivity, it's based on so many um, 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 power relations, power structures. Um, when we say we the humans are um, for instance, um, um, making the nature um, polluting the nature, I question who are we then? You know, like yeah. who is we in this case? You know, like so. Um, when thinking of the technology, um, we can also think of the power structure and um, kind of the, um, the apparatus that is, is producing it. What kind of economical yeah. structure, whether political, social structure, etc. So so that, you see, it it goes through um, my work. Uh, I'm a very slow artist. So um, um, I do sometimes a project in 2008 and it continues in 2019. Um, But in that time, I'm working on another project or another connection. Um, um, And I'm so, so much also... Uh, I jump, so you know, yeah. suddenly I see something very interesting. I just like, oh wow, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna work there, well, I'm do something there.
0: I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk uh, briefly about this, uh, the project "Hiding Our Faces Like Dancing," like dancing, like a dancing wind, um, mm-hmm. because it, for me this is like a, the perfect um, example of the deconstruction that you do in your art um, and the deconstruction of the hidden the hidden layers through which we see life and saying wait, wait, wait a second hold on <laughs> let's look at this layer let's actually like uh pay attention to it it's not as transparent as we think it's filtering a lot of stuff so can you just explain to people the 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 the, perp- the idea behind this project the way it was implemented um the reactions i'm curious how the world sort of uh, has taken it in
1: yeah um so hiding our faces like a dancing wind is—it's um, actually two thousand fifteen—the date. Um, um, it is—it's—it's um, 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 it's a screen recording. So it's uh, um, let's say it's a screen inside a screen inside a screen. It was my first beginning to engage with this. Thinking of the screen as a landscape, the, the screen as a as a space where the image is alive and uh, being produced. Um, I would I usually I'm calling it more like these screen aesthetics, mm-hmm. um, where we live inside the image now. So like now at this moment we are in the image, mm-hmm. um, um, and this is something that. Um, um w- it became so natural so uh, normalized in our lives that we engage with the image in such a way that um we don't notice it anymore as a as an image it's just a continua uh, an an, ex- yeah. an extension of our um uh, visual space uh, our even vi- uh, vital space we live in it we practice our lives and Communication and we live uh, through our uh, with our community um, uh, through this image. So um, with that project, I began to engage with this um, with with this kind of the screen as a space where things Mm -hmm. happen, where I don't need to take a photograph. Um, 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 The photograph is alive inside the apparatus itself. Uh, so there's a, yeah. it's it's, an, an, uh, it's a, um, photography outside of the camera in a way. So um, in in this in this work, what, what you see is um, uh, uh, me trying to capture the um, our the make the facial recognition work uh, on the face of my partner Lara here. Um, and um, and um, she's trying to kind of avoid it by this kind of perf- performative act of hiding the, her face all the time. Um, the project in itself um, begins to, I begin to uh, kind of look at the trajectory of facial recognition from the kind of the colonial time of um Anthropological, ethnographical practices of measuring um, yeah. the faces in the in the colonies of the of the indigenous of the people of the locals mm-hmm. um, by the European scientists. These kind of you know like using science as a way to um, uh, to speak in this kind of objective. Like in the name of science, we are measuring. We want to decide which who is a human and who's not who's a human worth of being yeah. enslaved or being free etc no so this kind of yeah. uh, using the science the, this objectivity of technology um and then I I begin to look at it you know I'm some I, I I'm sorry I'm jumping here um no um, um, when I go to these kind of um, ethnographical museums in in um, in Amsterdam or uh, Paris, and then you go and see all these masks in the museums. And while I was trying to photograph them, suddenly the camera began to recognize them as faces.
0: Yeah, you know? this this I love. I think this is.
1: <laughs> and my body, you know, like um, uh, was a goose goosebumps. You know, like, yeah. like are these? You like, know, suddenly these masks begin to uh, come to life through yeah. this kind of technology. You know, like. like um, the facial recognition um, uh, square begins to to work, and uh, and it's recognized as a face. So, I took this uh, moment, began to connect it with the facial recognition technology um, as a moment that it's also trying to speak through um, the algorithm. Like it's just um, as if it's. Um, a scientific, um, um, technological, objective uh, machine that it's just recognizing the face as as it is, as if it doesn't have this history and it doesn't have this kind of background of what does it mean to recognize a face, you know? And began connecting it to the idea of recognition. What does it mean to be recognized? You know, being Palestinian, I think our main political goal is to be recognized. Yeah. as a st- as a state as a nation as a, as people who have right on their land so at the same time recognition in in um in these um uh, machines um is something that we are trying to avoid you know so i was trying to work as what is the kind of recognition we are asking
0: for so uh yes and this this uh, project is so multifaceted uh, no pun intended right so um yes. and it's it's one of those things where you know like you're going back to the anthropological past to understand how, quite quite literally like how many generations of people have been writing this algorithm right we can think that oh you know apple's writing the algorithm but no they're actually standing on the shoulders of all these generations and all this uh um, history. Yeah,
1: history this
0: history um this collective and community uh, collective and cumulative
1: history right um but the history is not so only with projects fact, also, yeah but i mean the history no, no, ahead, is, is, is the idea of measuring the face that the face yeah. has these kind of features that through it you can get information yeah you know this is what I'm interested in I'm, yeah, it's not I'm not interested in the in the science itself or the, um, the no, of
0: course, of course. Yeah.
1: But in the idea how this idea of through the face, through measuring faces, you can um, begin to identify the person. Now it's beyond it's, it's you can say this. What is this person's ethnicity? Uh, where do they come from? How smart? How you know? There's so many readings of the human through their face that begins with a certain uh, historical political moment that we need to question. It's it's it wasn't a happy moment uh, for uh, for yeah. us, you know. So and now we are seeing this um, uh, these these kind of Algorithms based on these kind of historical political practices coming back to life, very normalized and yeah. very, um, um, you know, demand under demand as well.
0: So, I guess, uh, I want to talk about uh, Radio Al Hara, and then I want to get to the quick QA, and then I want to get to the questions in the chat. But before we move on, I, I want to ask you a project like this is, is multifaceted, as I said. What Sort of surprised you about the response because you're tra- you're 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 touching up uh, again something that I think is really profound, and I think it the elephant that you're trying to chew on takes a long time to chew through. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm curious. Have your feelings about the project changed over time since it's been released? Have you learned yeah. new things?
1: Hiding our faces, right? Already
0: Hara. Hiding our faces, and I guess Medusa is right. kind of similar, but um,
1: yes. Um, yes, I, to be honest, it's it's been a very um, for me. Look, yeah, I don't know how to bring it in. A, um, there's something about when you when you are an artist coming from outside from the hubs. You know, like I'm coming from Palestine. I'm not I'm not a um, um, you know European maybe you know an artist based not only based but like. A, um, um, Center, American yeah. artists, you know, coming from the centers of art. No, when you come from these edges, and the where you are always put in these kind of pigeonholes. Um, no, like Palestinian uh, Palestine uh, oppression. Uh, speak about this. Speak about that. And it took me a while to uh, a while, uh, to begin to produce a kind of a critique of that kind of character of the uh, um, that kind of religion hall that I'm put in Mm -hmm. um, and a critique um, uh, and at the same time to produce a kind of a practice that goes outside from being, um, speak about the identity as being Palestinian, but at the same time using Palestine as um, a collective experience to speak about, to understand what is uh, apparatuses of oppression. What is, um, how the, how do we understand the word through Palestine? So that's why when I say I'm an artist who lives in and out of Palestine, um, it's, I'm not using it all only as a geographical thing, but also as a conceptual thing. So Palestine in my works, even when I'm speaking about the algorithms, um, it's always in the background. It's um, Palestine is a way for me to understand how these structures work, um, and how to critique them. Um and how to, uh, yeah. to produce a certain critique also of these structures. So yeah,
0: I-, I think you should change that sentence to I'm living in, out, and through Palestine.
1: Definitely through Palestine. I, I mean, it's <laughs> um uh, yeah, I mean, Palestine is something that I cannot avoid, so I always say it's it's a matter of um, not avoiding um, uh, and and refusing to bring in Palestine in my in my work and my uh, thinking, but it's how to fail to represent it um, um, uh, in a way that I am expected always to present it in. Um, this kind of failure, uh, kind of a conscious failure. Is a failure of uh, that allows, um, uh, I would say, a, produ- a productive, more progressive way to bring in politics through Palestine. Um,
0: because you don't think, because you think the the um, the intentional failure to represent allows you to avoid the reductive process of having to represent a very three-dimensional complex thing through a paragraph from one perspective is that is that the idea
1: kind of it's you know failure to represent means that you engage with the issue of representation yeah. so you don't say oh no Palestine I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to engage with it no no I'm going to engage with it yeah. but failure here is is a matter of uh, how not to keep on reproducing the same yeah. kind of narrative the same kind of um, image but at the same time you are recognizing it you are working with it so uh, landscape of darkness is one of these projects where you know like what you are looking at is an image of palestine it's 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 a true landscape but you don't see anything in it Um, because what you don't see here is the the space that cannot be represented so what does it mean to look at a non-represent a non-representation for instance so because the darkness in, in photography usually it's a failure in the way uh, in the in the, in the um, technically. Uh, cameras technically you know like yeah. uh, not having not because you can push the camera you can put another film you can, you can do so many things to have details but then this kind of darkness this dark spots in the image are the failed um, um, image making. So what is this failure? How do we look? How do we understand this failure? How do we uh, politicize it? How do we work with it? Yeah. Um, how do we it's, see kind of a hope coming through it rather than um, yeah, an end or... Um,
0: yeah, it's, it's like the idea that like any photo you take is, is something is focused. Something in the photo, in the frame is in focus. Maybe it's hmm. not the thing that you're typically used to looking at. But something in that frame is in focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. But it's not like I'm, I'm going to show <laughs> you the happy, I'm not yeah. going to show you the, um, the, you know, the the catastrophe of, of Palestine by showing you the beauty of the, I don't know, the um, wedding. You know, like, it's not like, uh, uh, it's not a binary. Yeah, yeah, Um yeah. It's, it's how to be able to engage with these kind of um uh, same image um, yeah. same um, same kind of narrative but from a more critical to both the palestinian way of looking at at, at it and what the world is ex- expecting uh, yeah. from you uh, there's another i don't know like i think in one of the, i saw um, um, in one of the projects which is called on love and other landscapes yeah um i think it's a, in the previous um, slide.
0: Uh, I want to cut you off soon okay, because okay. I want to move on uh, to all these yeah. All these images and projects are on Yazan's website, so please, 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 please check them out. And if we have time at the end, we'll come. So um, okay. I'm curious about, I know there's uh, multiple people involved in Radio al yes. but since you're here, I'm curious if you can tell us a little bit about the sort of genesis of the project um, and uh, what the world's reaction has been.
1: Yeah. I, will, I wish my the community is here. Yeah,
0: um,
1: it's um, it's been the uh, nicest project one can engage with, actually. It's beautiful. Um, it's it's beautiful. It's easy easy to a certain extent, but it's like full of energy all the time. Like it's it's not something that you produce it and then you sit aside and um, uh, you know think of it. Yeah. But no, it's actually it's happening every day, there's a discussion every day happening on WhatsApp or on my email or by calling each other. Um, as you know, it's now it's yesterday, today, it's seven months old, the, the radio. Um, it uh, really um, 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 like just on the day of the lockdown in Palestine, I think, or the second day, uh, we had a chat, me and uh, Yusuf uh, Anastas and Elias and we said let's do a radio and it's based on a radio in Beirut Radio Al-Hay um, mm-hmm. which um, we also we heard about it a few days before and we thought let's um, let's do one as well and um, and it, we just did it um, yeah. we just really jumped we had no, yeah. no plans we didn't know for how long it will last, like a week, two weeks. Um, If the lockdown ended sooner, maybe we wouldn't have continued um, anything. But now it's um, um, the the snow has um, accumulated. accumulated
0: It's a beautiful thing. I mean, um, we're biased as Afikra because we are um, very honored to be on the platform with you. Um, we are I also love, happy to have love, you. Uh, love the work you're doing. Okay, so we're going to go into the quick Q and A, and then open it up to everyone. Um, I'm going to try to cut you off as fast as possible, so we'll do these as very, very quick, quick okay. ones. So, what are you reading or watching right now?
1: Oh, me, I'm reading yeah. uh, a very Altusir um, actually. I don't know, and I'm I'm reading it because of the PhD. So um, uh, I'm reading Althusser, um, beginning to read Althusser, and hopefully I managed to go through uh, his writings. Yeah.
0: Um, Who would you love to shadow for a day, past or present?
1: Hmm. That's a tough question. Well, if well, but he's he passed away. I would I would have loved to spend. One day with Hassan Barhouti, mm-hmm. um, the late Palestinian poet, philosopher, uh, thinker. Um, uh, for sure, uh, uh, I would have you know learned a lot, and um, uh, in one day with him. Very good. Cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. What do people most misunderstand about your work?
1: Um, that it is about um that uh, it is only about speaking how bad the situation is in Palestine um, mm. I think that's something that I um I don't want yeah, I I think immediately when they see Palestinian artists that's what uh, people jump to uh, to um, to conclusion, like ah, oh, so you know, like you are come, you know, our oh, poor, or you know, uh, like yeah, Palestine, la la la, la la, like yes, but let's go, let's not go beyond that, but let's let's think, let's work beyond that together. Um,
0: so, do you uh, think, do you think people see the humor in your work?
1: Some people do. Some people do. Okay. Um, because
0: I, I see it, I, I find it to be very humorous, I see, I see Fair humor true. like laced through yes. it. Yeah.
1: Yes, <laughs> okay, good. Yes, yes. Some works are really, I think, um, are very much like, yes, they're, um, they're about this kind of joke in them.
0: Um, yeah, Yeah. like um, I can see you smiling while you're putting it together.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I. I, I yeah, although sometimes, you know, like I tend to be serious, but there's sometimes like this knee, um, this kind of, um, uh, what's called like black um, being, um, um, black humor, like it's yeah, there, yeah. there, there's a small joke um, for sure. in the work, I, so, yeah.
0: I hear, I see it. No. Um, okay, the last one, and then we'll go to Nicholas for his question. Um, whose work do you admire or are inspired
1: by? Many. I have to say so many. Uh that it's very hard to say one person. Okay. Um but try to um, pick one. No, I would um Yeah, I am inspired by collectives. Like I, I look like for instance a uh, mansion in Beirut inspired me a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. inspired me by actually really how they made you know a group in Mansion made uh, radio high, and it immediately inspired me. It
0: this is a, Ibrahim. Uh, I
1: right? think it was Majd Shahabi. Okay, uh, that uh, that established it with with others. But in in general, like I I I really appreciate these kind of inspirations that make you feel you can do things yeah um it's um, and the and Radul hay really inspired me in that sense and the whole collective um uh, us Radio
0: that's okay great so we have three questions so far nicholas fatima and lemia uh, nicholas if you want to unmute yourself and if i can ask you to only ask one of your questions for now and then if we have time we'll come back to another one
2: yeah for sure that totally makes sense um Hey Azan, thank you so much for the presentation. Super cool. Um, if I'm gonna have to pick one of these, uh, I'll probably ask. Um, so I have an architectural background as well, and I've moved away from architecture. And I'm I'm a game developer now, um, and so I know there's this like dichotomy between this like very expressive, emotional side of artistic expression that maybe doesn't exist necessarily in architecture, and then. In architecture, you have this like real cerebral uh, response to uh, necessities and criteria like budget and site and blah blah blah. Not that those don't exist in art, but not quite in the same way. I'm curious for you as a creative person, um, what 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 places do these different uh, kind of uh, creative outlets? Uh, uh, what what places do they sit in in your mind? Um, and how do you kind of consolidate the difference between the two of these in your work? Yeah,
1: if I understood well and i can answer you um i think the problems of art once one gets engaged in it the economy of art becomes the same problems of economy of architecture you know like Mm -hmm. again um you have the the market that has demands that, that that requires things and then you cannot do this kind of Keep on doing this kind of critique uh, of of pra- in the practice, um, or critique actually also. There's a problem with it that it becomes a commodity in, in 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 one way or another. But what, for instance, and this I would say a kind of a connection between art and architecture. al-Hara Hara is for sure a kind of um, a, a structure uh, that is able to produce what art for me is is um, is there to produce knowledge, uh, to, uh, to produce community, uh, to produce kind of um, enjoyment, to, pr- to produ- produce all of that. At the same time, it's about constructing a structure, a structure where the community can engage with, can um, work with, can uh, um, uh, um, can become part of it. And I think if I, if, um, th- th- this this kind of structures, the, um, 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 I see them as a um, as a kind of an affirmative critique of both of architecture um, uh, and art um, through the critique of the economy of both. Uh, Radio Hara is a it's it's, it's very. Um, um, law in on uh, an economy it's uh, on, on financials but it creates a huge economy around it so it's not yeah. an economy of of it's not a monetary economy but it's an economy of um, uh, ecosystems that are working and connecting together in many ways and you can see it from the collective yeah. like in the collective uh, the five of us who who are running the radio uh, how this uh, collective is is functioning and working um, uh, and opening up these spaces um, uh, to the community, and with the com- and through the community, and with the community, and in and out, you know, like all of these. Uh,
2: thanks a bunch. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Nicholas. Um, uh, Fatma.
2: Sure. Um, hi, Azan. Thank you so much for sharing Hello. your artwork and yourself with us. Uh, my question to you is. I'd like to know what is your personal
0: definition of art and of being an artist, however you want to answer that.
1: Um, I can answer it in 1000 ways, depending on um, uh, on the situation, to be honest. Um, I I don't have a definition. One definition of art, and I think art changes, and it might even my practice, uh, and it changes um, as I do it and as I engage with it. Um, so I I can't define it really. It's not like I um, I don't try and I fail. No, no. I really I, I I try and I fail to all the time to define it. And in my practice, whenever I feel like okay, this is. This is who I am. I always, you know, end end up failing. So, it's a um, it's a kind of um, continuous um, uh, change. In um, uh, um, it's a reflection. It's I don't know. Actually, I I don't know how to um, uh, define art um, and myself as an artist in it. That's why. I put all of these together. So, uh, one time there was actually, I, I put an, an artist, visual artist, architect, uh, curator, writer. Um, I put all of these, uh, I had them once in my bio because I don't know how to define myself. <laughs>
0: so, okay, great. Thanks so much. Um, we have time for one last question um, from Lemia. Thanks, Fatma.
2: Hi, Yazan. Uh, my question is, you, you sort of answered it a bit. It was about um, collectivity and how it plays into your practice um, and how it's uh, how it's been to collectively practice the production of Radio al um, I guess I'll, I'll extend the question a bit to ask, what do you think is so important about collectivity now um, and what is drawing you to collectivity now more than ever?
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you um so radio Hara is not um uh, it's not it's not the first time i'm I'm working with this I also was part of you know Zen studio I'm part of um bit Anise. I'm part of um I was the the, the um, the, um Marcus Khalil al Khalil sakini Cultural Center I was the chair chairperson and then became the director. Anyway, like this, um, this question of collectivity um, has been accumulating slowly in my um, in the practice and in the way I am uh, 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 the way I'm trying to see my Role as in this society. So in a way, if I'm having a critique to a certain this economy that we are in now, this very individual based, you know, like um, the individual success, the individual um, responsibility to to be successful and to be um, able to live and work. um, I take this critique and I say, okay, no. I, I accept the individual, but the individual is part and functions through this kind of collectives. Uh, the collectives um, of the society, the collectives in the community, the collectives around me, um, um, how to establish new ones, and at the same time, how to infiltrate existing ones. Um, so, collective a collectivity, um, um, it's, um, um, It's a a way of thinking, it's a discourse in uh, uh, in, in one way, and it's uh, also a political view um, of how we can be uh, engaged in in our societies. Um, um, I don't want to be, uh, 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 you know, like um, someone who is um, just living uh, as an individual um uh, in the in the structure of the state or the community but i want to engage with it and engaging with it it's is about uh, um making these kind of networks uh establishing an, uh, uh, them acknowledging them and working with them and through them so um, collectivity is is a kind of um, um it's a structure of um, uh, of engaging uh, in politics, uh, or engaging politically, let's say, not politics in the sense of like do elections or not, but yeah. it's a political it's a politically engaged way uh, to be part of the society.
0: Great, uh, thanks, Lamia. Um... Okay. Well, thank you so much to Yezin. Yezin, thanks so much for joining and thanks everyone for your great questions.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks,
0: Yezin. This was really, really fun. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We have new episodes coming every single week. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find us at com for information about all upcoming events. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot. See you next time and stay curious.